In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. Have a wonderful day. It's a beautiful day in Boston today, a spring day. We don't get much spring in Boston, but this year we're having spring. It's a miracle. <laughs> Believe me, it's a miracle. I've seen it snow in May, flurries. Many years ago, I was going to visit my aunt in Winthrop. That was before I got to Winthrop. I wasn't a priest, but it was snowing in May. And I said to my mother, can it snow in May? She said, it is. Of course it can. But we have spring now. I'm reading from Acts 12. About that time, King Herod laid violent hands upon some who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, killed with the sword. James and John, the sons of Zebedee. James was killed with the sword. Persecution, because he preached Jesus. Persecution, because he celebrated the Eucharist. Persecution, because he believed in the holidays of Israel. He had James, the brother of John, killed with the sword. After he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also, breaking the unleavened bread near Passover. When he had seized him, he put him in prison and handed him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. This is the word of God. The church prayed fervently to God for Simon Peter. Have you been praying fervently for your children? Don't quit. Continue to pray. I do not pray that they come to the church. I pray that they get touched by God and then come to the church. Because if they're touched by God, they want to come back to the church. So that's the way I pray. Lord, touch this man. So many people call me up to pray for their children that they come to church. I pray, no, that they be touched by Jesus Christ and then they'll come to the church. Pray fervently for your children. Don't quit. You might say, I've been doing it for so long. Continue to do it. It's God's will, and God hears and answers prayer. We remember with Elizabeth that she had gone beyond the time of having children and stopped praying, and she conceived and bore a son. She conceived because the prayers that she had uttered were always in front of God. They had risen to God like an incense before him. Prayer has a life of its own. Don't quit praying for your children. In prayer, 
has so much power. As you continue to pray for who you're praying for, grace is released from heaven. Just so much grace goes forth over their life. And then people have free will to accept this grace and not accept this grace. But as they're filled with the grace of God, you can pray that the Lord sends people into their life who they can receive the gospel from, who they can receive Jesus from. And as the Lord sends someone into their life who preaches the good news, the gospel, and the years of prayer and the grace that was released through all your prayers is already over their life, then they come into freedom, salvation, love. It's in receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior and having him fill us with the power of his Holy Spirit. That's the way we get converted. And when we have that revelation, then no one can keep us out of the church. On Saturday, I went with Jennifer to Methadone Mile, and I just saw the power of prayer. There was one man who we were feeding food, and he only spoke Spanish. But we said, you know, you understood a little, and we said, let's give our life to Jesus. And you know, you could tell he, uh, you could tell he was demonically oppressed. But we did the repeat after me: have Jesus come into your heart, invite him to be your Lord and Savior. And he said it. And I don't know if he truly knew what was going on or not. But after he said it, I had a word. I said, "Are you from Puerto Rico?" He said, "Yes." And I rebuked Macumba and Santeria and broke covenants off of his lifeblood covenants from his ancestors. And as we did that, the power of God fell upon him and put his hands on his head. And he was just immediately just laid out against the car, like completely asleep. And for, and he fell on the ground for five minutes. We weren't touching him. It was the Holy Spirit who just came upon him, set him free. And then after five minutes, we said, we got to go now, brother. We looked up and he had so much tears and snot like coming out of his face. But it's because Jesus completely delivered him. Jesus completely set him free. Jesus released him from bondage he had since childhood just by the power of the Holy Spirit. Just by us praying, taking authority over what's going on in his life. You know, there's a lot of different type of prayers. There's a command prayer when we're releasing the authority of Christ and the authority of the Holy Spirit. So we say in Jesus' name, we command the spirit of depression to leave. In Jesus' name, we command the spirit of anxiety, of fear to be broken. There's a prayer where we just ask God, Lord Jesus, I love my child. I love this person. Please come and fill them with the Holy Spirit in power, in love, in peace. If you're listening to this broadcast today, it's for you. Because we're going to pray for you. Father, I pray for you that you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the power of God. Be filled with the love of God. Be filled with the peace that passes all understanding. Jesus, God, the Bible tells us he did not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I was praying with people after the mass yesterday. They had the first communions, 
And Father Matt preached and all the children, they were in there all white and they received the Eucharist for the first time. It was so wonderful. It was so powerful. It was the first time in a long time I've seen the first communions and people and the children received the Eucharist. And I'm just, I was so overwhelmed with love and I just felt so blessed that God has chosen me to receive him body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist pretty much every day of my life. If I just feel so sad for the people who aren't experiencing the great gift of the Eucharist because it's the greatest gift. If you have the Eucharist in your life and you're Catholic and you straight away, come back. Just come back. The Lord's saying, come back today to the Eucharist. But I was praying for people and this man... He was he was talking about he was addicted to he loved Jesus but he was just addicted to crack and he couldn't stop it and I spoke to him that like you know in AA you get up and say I'm powerless over my addiction and I say that's okay but that's not what the word of God says cuz in the book of Acts it says you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you when you have the holy spirit we have power and we have power to pray, to choose. We have power over our decisions. We have authority in what we do. We have power to walk in freedom. You know, God has power for you, but that power comes when we are vested in the Holy Spirit through the power of prayer. Do not, our strengths come from prayer. We are as powerful and we are as strong in the spiritual life as we are in our prayer life. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. That's intercessory prayer. The prayer for your children called intercessory prayer. There were different types of prayer, as Anthony said. This intercessory prayer is powerful because God said, Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened. Yesterday at lunch, Father Matt brought in a man who had been oppressed, and we prayed for him that the oppression would leave and they'd be filled with love. You see, God has given us power, as Anthony said. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and Quincy, and Winthrop, all over the world. This is real this is not fake. This is real. It's the real stuff. How the church is in need of power. It's been given. Whether we use it or not depends upon us. And faith is like a muscle. As you use it, it grows. It grows. Faith is like a muscle. As you use it, it, it grows. What about you? You say, I'm sad today. Well, you know what? God is still on his throne. He hears and answers prayer. And just so long as your faith in him is intact, it's all going to come out all right. How do you know that? Because that's what the word says. It's all going to come out all right. That's what Catherine Kuhlman used to say every day. God is on his throne. He hears and answers prayer. Just as long as your faith in him is intact, it's all going to come out all right. I'm reading Verse 6 of chapter 12 of Acts. That very night, before Herod was going to bring him out, Peter, bound with two chains, 
were sleeping between two soldiers while guards in front of the door were keeping watch over the prison. Suddenly, I love the suddenlies of God. Suddenly they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his wrists. The angel said to him, Fasten your belt and put on your sandals. He did so. Then he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Peter went out and followed him. Peter did not realize what was happening with the angel's help. He thought he was seeing a vision. This is really happening to Peter. A miracle. A miracle. Why? Because the church was praying fervently for Peter. It's related. It's related. And we need to know that. It's related. Your prayer fervently for your children will do it, will undo the evil that's in them and bring them to the Christ and to the church. Let me continue. After they had passed the first and second guard, they came before the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them on its own accord. I remember the first time I saw an electric door. It was in the Elm Farm, and I walked through the door, and it opened itself. And now it's common knowledge that doors open. Doors were not open during the time of Peter and Paul, but the door opened sovereignly to let him out. This is, this is God. God doing these things for Peter, and Peter's going to go to the house where he was being prayed for. It opened for them, and it's on its own accord. And they went outside and walked along the lane when suddenly the angel left him. Doesn't need an angel. I was telling Anthony, Don Bosco would get an angel when he was being threatened by the gangs, and the angel came as a dog. And no one dared to touch Don Bosco because of the dog. And when the people who were threatening him left, the dog went back. He was all alone. This is interesting. God knows how to do things. God knows how to do things. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hands of Herod and from the Jewish people what they were expecting. Now I know, now I know, not I think, now I know that God sent his angel. Now I know that God broke the chains. Now I know that God opened the door. Now I know after the angel left that I'm free because of the prayer of the church. Prayer breaks chains. Prayers open doors in your life. They open doors of prison. If there's places in our life where we've been imprisoned, if there's places in our life we don't have freedom, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit. It's by the prayer and it's by just intimacy with God. As we pray, as we get into the glory of God, as we get into the goodness of God, then walls fall, prison doors open. 
freedom comes. It's as we press into Jesus and the closer we get in his presence, there's a fullness of joy in the presence of God. Miracles are released as our prayers go up. Heaven comes down. You know, it, it is so important. We need to be in constant communication with heaven. Do not let the devil cut you off from heaven. Do not let the enemy cut you off from a prayer life. Do not let the enemy get you flustered or agitated. This morning, I was sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament, you know. I've been going through spiritual warfare the past week, which is okay because who knows, before a breakthrough, the Lord always allows us to be tested, you know, we were. Re I was reading in the first book of Mark, and it speaks about as J the Holy Spirit drove Jesus into the desert, and he was tempted by Satan. But it says, after he was tempted by Satan and the wild beast, then the angels came and ministered to him. So after we have temptations in our life, after we go th through times of trying or testing it's good and it's exciting when we go through those times because we just hold on we persevere we stay in prayer and then god sends the angels as peter was in jail and peter was in a time of testing and he kept his face in jesus then the lord sent the angels and the angels came to set him free the angels came to lift him to new heights the angels came to bring heaven upon earth for him you know before promotion there's always a test so if you're in a time of testing right now this is a word for people it's okay praise god because just persevere and then god is going to come with the angels and set freedom but anyways i was praying in front of the blessed sacrament today and I had a grace to just be up there for maybe three hours straight with the Lord. But I was praying the surrender novena. And I was on day six. And what it says was, Satan tries to do exactly this, to get you agitated so you fall outside of my protection. Our protection with the Lord is when we're in a place of peace. When you're in a place of peace with the Lord, we're living in a crazy world. The enemy's going to tempt us. But you know what? Our authority and our power come from a place of peace. And Jesus says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. He has given us his peace. So when we have a deep, deep, intimate prayer life, no matter what is going on in the world around us, we never leave this place of peace, this place of security, knowing that we are a child who has a good father and our father protects us the battles we go through do not belong to us they belong to the lord and as we just trust in the lord and we operate in peace and we know that jesus is just taking care of all of our problems in the spiritual realm and all we are called to do is just trust him and keep seeking his face then we begin to live in a divine life we begin to have prison walls torn down doors open and we let G and we let God's grace pour out upon us we need the grace of God and it flows like a river from the wounded side of Jesus yes. it flows like a river from the wounded side of Jesus when people cannot stop smoking I say pray for the grace 
to stop smoking. Pray for that grace, because that grace will be given to you. Oh, when people are afraid, pray for the grace of peace. The grace of peace, you don't need to be afraid. Verse 12, as soon as he realized this, that it was real, that it was happening, that the angel released him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark. That's John Mark. He went to the house. What are these people doing? They're praying fervently for the release of Peter. There were many gathered and were praying. And when he knocked at the outer gate, a maid named Rhoda came to answer. Now Rhoda opens the door. and Who does she see? She sees Peter. And she's going to go back and say, Peter is at the door. And they're going to say, you're out of your mind. They don't even believe that their prayers are being answered. That's very sad. My leg is getting better because people have been praying and I've been putting ice on it. It's not either or. It's both and. It's getting better because people have been praying and I put ice on it. On recognizing Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the gate, she ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. They don't believe in their own prayers being answered. But she insisted that it was so. They said, it is his angel. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the gate, they saw him and were amazed. He motioned to them with his hand to be silent and described for them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he added, tell this to James the other, and the other believers. Then he left and went to another place. They want to share the good news. What has God been doing for you? If he's been doing something good, share it with somebody. This is what it's all about. Your sharing might bring people to Christ. You see, they can, they can doubt our theology, but people cannot question our experience. If God has been doing something for you, you just need to tell people what he's been doing. You need to just tell people that God has been raising me up. I can sleep now. People who've been without sleep, I pray that they would receive the grace of sleep. See, these are the things that are so simple that we should know these things. And this broadcast comes with simple things, but powerful things. Why? Because I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. And like we said the other day, God is simple. He's very simple. He's very pure. And all we have to do is be simple like a child. Can you be simple enough to hear the word of God and believe? Can you be simple enough to trust in the Lord with all your heart and have faith? Can you be simple enough to know that God wants to use you to bring heaven to earth, to set the captive free, to do miracles, to fill you with heaven, to infuse you with the Holy Spirit, to fill you with the love of the Father, 
that he created you with a plan and a destiny, that in heaven there's a book written with every good deed you'll ever do in this earth, and Jesus Christ wants you to walk in victory today, that on the cross Jesus said it is finished, and he's given all authority over to you to walk in a victorious, uplifted life, that are you simple enough to understand that Jesus Christ is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist? When we receive the sacraments, we get the grace of sacramental grace. You know, or God just has so much for you. So right now, just receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the glory of God as it goes forth from the airways. As Father Tom was speaking about people being healed from sleep, I saw the spirit of insomnia being broken off some people. That people, you haven't had a good night's rest for a long time. You are being set free and delivered now in Jesus' name. I see digestive issues. And it's really from anxiety and unforgiveness that you've held in your stomach for a long time. Since, since you've been a child, the Lord says, forgive and you will be healed. Forgive and you will be healed. I see the fire of God coming upon your belly. And I see digestive issues being healed now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you for this broadcast. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you're doing wonderful things for your people. We thank you that they tuned in today. We're also on at 9 o'clock in the evening and 6 o'clock in the morning. So we are on three times on WROL. Father, tell them about what we're going to do Pentecost Eve. On Pentecost Eve, we're going to have a celebration of Pentecost. We're going to celebrate the Mass of Pentecost, and we're going to have a prayer meeting afterwards. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. But the prayer, the, the prayer will be at seven. The Mass is at seven o'clock. So we're going to tell you, the Pentecost is not only the Jewish feast of receiving the law, but it's now the people's experience of receiving the Holy Spirit. You see, on the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered because they were receiving the gift of the law, but now it's the gift of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.